Welcome back to the Marvel Movie Minute, a daily podcast in which we explore the films of the Marvel Cinematic Universe one minute at a time. In this, our fifth season, we are looking at Joe Johnston's 2011 film, Captain America, The First Avenger. I'm Andy Nelson from the Next Real Film Podcast. And I'm Pete Wright, and I wish I was the executive in charge of finance. (laughs) You can be next season, Peter. Yeah. Today we're talking about Minute 120, which begins with a quartet of charge hand painters and ends with what appears to be a septet of comp sequence supervisors. (laughs) Back on the show, it's Tommy for one last round. (laughs) The the time has flown by. Can you hear all of the motorcycles going by? I'm going to mute. I don't hear a single. I don't hear anything, but you're now (laughs) muted, of course. Um, I, uh, I think you might be listening to this thinking, does this movie ever end? And you should know. We think that's a good question, too. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the world of credits. Uh, credits yeah. have grown increasingly longer and increasingly longer. I don't know if it's just a, I think a lot of it is contracts and everything. And uh, I think a lot of it is um, certain as they've started including credits for like special effects companies who are doing particular effects. It's like how many credits are going to be in your contract? that sort of thing so then they're just like well hey we have 250 credits let's throw in all of our accountants too mm. and then suddenly it's just like thousands and thousands of people and i mean to be fair they all are in one capacity or another working on a movie so i guess it's a good thing yeah i like it mm. Mm. do you do right. you feel like every movie would be better served if like the credits were running on one side of the screen and it was just like outtakes or something else going on the other side of the screen like sometimes god yes <laughs> yes I'm so sick of the scroll. Really? Do something for me. I even like it. I like it when, like, what was it? Nemo. When Nemo had little fish swimming back and they had little in- exchanges behind names and stuff. That's cute. Give me something to look at. This just, con- the scroll of names. Yeah, never ending. I mean, no judgment on the people. I didn't but, realize he had such, such, yeah. such hate towards He's credits. furious. Look at him. I've never seen that. He's facing. So right. Do you know what has like a Red Skull Pete? side thing of like bloopers and stuff while the scroll's going by? Uh, What's that? 30 <laughs> Nights on Tubi. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Yes, I think there should be more of that. Okay. Well, do you have any favorites? Any movies with credits where they do that that are some of your favorites? Like 30 Nights? God, I wish I could think of it. There's a movie. It's a little bit body. Uh, some sort of, I don't know, monthly sex movie. Uh, that does it. It's really, really great. Monthly sex movie. That's what we're called in Vietnam. <laughs> that, sounds like, that sounds like a subscription some people sign up for. Yeah. Searching for that. <laughs> I, as a kid, always remember being completely charmed. Because I think it was probably my first experience, really, with breaking. Really charmed with um, uh, Burt Reynolds movies. Yep. When he and, mm. and Mr... Dom DeLuise would sort yep. of crack each other up. That Can't and, all run, and those Carol credits. Burnett. Yeah. Joe. I, I agree with that. I think like Hooper and, well, Hooper was a little bit more serious, but all the, uh, I, I think just anytime you get Burt Reynolds and Trans Am and closing credits and I'm there. Um, <laughs> but I also loved the, I loved, loved, loved the closing credits for The Hangover. Do you remember the closing credits for The Hangover? Mm-mm. All the photos. It, the photos, still oh, photos right. of the camera. And it was just there. It was basically Zach Galifianakis, like, naked. Like, it was just crazy. And we, like, for a movie that was already, for me, very, very funny, that I, I thought those credits really it. leveled it up with the, just speaking of a little bit body. Um, so I thought it was great, great, great. So, um, but, but again, like those are, those are basically the, the pre-credits scroll 
sequences, right? I, I think you were talking about Cannonball Run and you're talking about like uh, Smokey and the Bandit. Like those are credits with the side things. And that's I like that better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, they usually don't so. go through like the entire credits. They do it for as long as they can, as long as they have enough. And then it just kind of eventually fades into the regular credits. But I always enjoyed those too. Uh, there are times where it works better than others. Like being there... As much as I laugh seeing Peter Sellers, um, you know, breaking and cracking himself up, it also really throws you out of the movie. Right. Like when you just watch this very serious movie with Peter Sellers and then suddenly it's like a laugh reel with Peter yeah. Sellers. <laughs> like, whoa, whoa, what just happened here? Yeah. So there are times. But yeah. All right. Before we talk about credits here, I did want to talk to you two about uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe and the uh, the grosses. The box office grosses for okay. the, for the films. I want to get a sense from the two of you. We're we're at number five in phase one at this point. So we've had Iron Man, The Incredible Hulk, Iron Man Two, Thor, and now Captain America: The Winter or the First Avenger. Do you have a sense of those five films? Which one made the most money? Oh, mm. and this is worldwide box office gross no gosh that's actually that's a really interesting question was howard the duck on the list i can't remember (laughs) (laughs) i think this movie cost 140 million dollars and gross 380 that's my guess but i don't know the answer to your question okay well i'm glad you're going there because i didn't go there but uh good good information you said which one at the time iron would it be iron man yeah, it which one wouldn't be which one had the highest box office gross? I think Bull. it was I think it was Iron Man. I'm going to say Iron Man also. Please. No, it wasn't. I don't think it was. I oh. think that cuz Iron Man was just getting started. Like people got into it and then they would go see the next one, right? So maybe, you know, the que- the real question is was the Incredible Hulk on par with Iron Man? And I don't think that is true. No. I think it has been largely Okay, well let, let's not let's do it this way. So, Iron Man did well. Yes. Let's just say that. Okay. Did The Incredible Hulk do better or worse than Iron Man? Worse. Worse. You are correct. Okay. It did worse. Next was Iron Man 2. Did it do better or worse than The Incredible Hulk? Better. Better. Did it do better or worse than the original Iron Man? Better. Interesting. Because it wasn't considered better, right? It wasn't considered better. 2 is kind of a lower part. That's when I first started to be like, this might not be for me. Um, if you're going by IMDb star ratings, which we like to do from time to time, mm-hmm. Iron Man 7.9 stars, Iron Man 2, 6.9 stars. Oh, so not that big. I'm going to say better, because I think things are all going up. You're both correct. Iron Man 2 did better than the original Iron Man. So right now we have Iron Man 2, highest gross, then Iron Man, then the Incredible Hulk. What about Thor? I think Thor was the odd entrant at this point, and I think it did worse. I think it did worse, but probably better than um, Hulk. Than uh, Hulky. I agree with that. Better than Hulk, but not as good as either of the two Iron Man yeah. films. Yeah, yeah, I agree. You're you're correct. That is right. I don't think they figured out Thor in, for a while. Yeah. So yeah. that's where it sits. That's right. where it sits. And that was the roughest for me before Thor got funny. I was like, this is not because it was. The most Asgardian, you know, I mean, it was the epitome of not grounded. It was very Shakespearean with Kenneth Branagh, especially. Yeah. Yep. All right. Now, Captain America, the first Avenger. Eesh. So right now you have the the Incredible Hulk at the bottom, then Thor, Iron Man, and Iron Man 2 at the top. Where would you put Captain America, the first Avenger on that list? I've famously gone on the record saying to Captain America, 
The first Avenger made $380 million. <laughs> so can we use that? Uh, you could say that, but where, where does it fit with the rest? I don't know. <laughs> but is it true? I don't, <laughs> I, I have say not it looked all anything up. You, Worldwide I, box office for Captain America, the first Avenger, $370.5 million. <gasps> how close was I? That was very close. I must have looked it but, up. <laughs> but how did it open? Uh, the opening uh, weekend is $65 million. Wow. I'm sitting saying. See, Cap- that's interesting. Yeah, go ahead. I'm, I vote Captain as the top. I'm the Captain now. I don't think it's a. T- I don't think it beats Iron Man two. Does it beat Iron Man? Um, I think it beats Thor and Hulk. I don't think it beats the Iron Man movies because I think people didn't get, understand it. Am I close, Tommy? I'll go with that. Okay, uh, you're not right. Uh, it actually Iron Man two did the best, and then Iron Man. And then Thor, Captain America, the first Avenger struggled finding its audience. Really? Um, I, I, they they wow. assumed it was because of the period. They weren't sure if yeah. people weren't clicking with it or what. That's fourth on the list. And then the Incredible Hulk is still in last place. And if you take the entire run of all of the uh, MCU films up to this point, uh, 29 films as of now, uh, those are the still the two at the bottom. So, in that fact, if you look fascinating to me, fascinating. yeah, if you look at the films that we're talking about, Iron Man 2 is actually 20th on the list. And then Ant-Man and the Wasp, Iron Man, Ant-Man, Thor, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, Eternals, Black Widow, Captain America, the First Avenger, The Incredible Hulk. Wow. That's interesting just because I guess maybe it's because I'm an old coot, but the time period is made is what makes this movie work for me. Yeah. Well, and that a, a lot of people say that. That's yeah. a very uh, popular opinion. I just said it. It's also <laughs> just it. it's also <laughs> aged quite well, I think, right. partially because it has made such a better watch after seeing how beloved Cap becomes in the rest of the, oh, the made the Infinity Saga. Right. Like, right, right, right. It, it is. I think it's it's almost better to go back and watch it as a prequel um, after you've after you've seen him go through his his journey. I love it. I mean, uh, yeah, I, it, it is strange. I think they had to make this movie. I think they had to make this movie to set that story up, but I can actually, I guess I can see how it might've not been received quite as well. This was so early in the Marvel superhero extravaganza. Just out of uh, curiosity, uh, we'll probably talk about this in much later seasons. How would you guess that the three Captain America films did budget wise? Obviously this one's at the bottom. But where would you put Winter Soldier and Civil War? Civil War top. Yeah, I think Winter Soldier, then Civil War. Winter Soldier top? Pete, is what you're saying? No. Or are you, are uh, you going up from the bottom? I'm going up from the bottom. Jefferson okay, you're style. both. Yeah, you're correct. So, yes. So, Winter Soldier comes in at 17th place, and then Civil War is in 8th place. So, wow. Civil uh, War's air, probably, airport fight? Yeah. Yeah, probably because it is kind of an unofficial Avengers movie, since it features yes. so many Avengers. Right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, interesting little fascinating. Yeah, that's really interesting. And I think that's really funny because they do. They use Cap as such a utility player um, in so many different movies. Mm. Uh, Like, uh, well, I guess not so many different movies, but they just they have the sort of uh, the, the Cap and Avengers movies blend together. So sort of thoroughly for me. Well, it's interesting because once he wakes up at the end of this movie in 2011, he essentially is. Like this might as well be representing the Avengers. Like that's yeah. that's he's that's been woken role. up just to join the team. Yep. So yeah. Yeah. All right. 
Uh, so anyway, that's a little bit of interesting stuff. Uh, now, jumping back into the credits, uh, you know, we do, uh, we're continuing the construction credits, and then we have our unit nurse. Craft services. Everybody loves the craft service table. Crafty. Um, if you're not familiar with the, what that means, it's the table where all the snacks are. And everybody goes and munches on the snacks between uh, setups. But in the uh, COVID era, it's become a lot less fun because there's, no gra- there's no grazing anymore. You have to ask the crafty, hand me two Snickers and three M&Ms, and they have to <laughs> hand it to you. And it's kind of humiliating. <laughs> it's all sealed and everything. Yes. Yeah. Right. You can't just be sitting there and just kind of casually continuing to yep. like pop things into your mouth. Yeah. God, you know who I bet Sad. hates craft tables, craft services? Rob Steffens. You want to know what he does? <laughs> Executive in charge of finance. <laughs> <laughs> I bet uh, Rob is a real bear. All those on damn Snickers. Services. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. many Snickers. God. Uh, Do they eat anything else? Yeah. My kingdom right. for an apple on set. Rob, are these Hydrox cookies? You can't even get Oreos? And he's like, no. <laughs> Prongle. Right. He has cans of prongles. <laughs> all all off-brand. <laughs> That's ends. funny. I've never had Frotos. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like Fritos that you'd get at Hobbiton. Yeah. Yeah. So these, these Fritos are meant to be a cereal? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so gross. That is horrifying. Uh, we go from craft services to the transportation department. Always, always important and uh, always fun to deal with on set. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Much love, though, for Transpo. Uh, catering. And then we have a bunch of random credits. Dialect coaches, accent advisors, health and safety, safety advisor, diving safety supervisor, military advisor, oh, right. asset administrator, clearance coordinator. Who is the military At, supervisor, if you don't mind me asking? The military advisor on this one? Yeah. Uh, it's it not. Is, is it Angry Man? Billy Budd. Billy Budd is the military advisor mm, on this right. one. Are you familiar with nope. Billy Budd? But we've had to work with him. This was filmed in England, so a lot of uh, British people came to work on, on the project. Yeah, And I believe uh, Billy Budd had a role, but I can't remember what that is at this moment. So anyway, um, then we go into our second unit uh, and then our Los Angeles unit. So we have our two other units and then utility stunts. We were talking about stunts yesterday. And we get into the Marvel Studios credits. We're ending with the uh, we're in the visual effects and animation section of the credits, which tends to be longer and longer, particularly with these uh, big superheroes films. And we're in the credits for the company Double Negative. Between today's and tomorrow's credits for Double Negative, they have a total of 248 credits just for the work they did on the film. Wow. And that's just one of the companies. So we'll we'll see. We'll talk with our guest next week as we close out the film uh, about the rest of the visual effects companies. Um, a few names to call out. Uh, first of all, plasterer Kevin Smith. Oh, oh, that's fun. He is just really multi-talented kind of guy. Well, since podcaster, he's filmmaker, yep. <laughs> yeah, you know, working as a plasterer is a good way to slim down. <laughs> <laughs> and then I did want to call out that in the second unit, in the grips, there were two Andys working together. Andy Hopkins and Andy Edridge and uh, Ken Musson. One of these things is not like the other. Ken, change your name. <laughs> Should be Andy Musson. Yeah. The, the Andy <laughs> trio. <laughs> All right. We've got a couple of nicknames this, uh, in this minute. Let's see if you can guess them. Pete, no peeking. Action vehicle technician, Paul Bone. What do you think Paul Bone goes by? Boner. Skellington. <laughs> Those would both be great. Except, well, Boner, maybe not so much. Yeah. 
Uh, unless you're in an 80s. Uh, I movie. guarantee but, you, in his frat house, he was boner. Yeah, you're, I'm sure you're right. His nickname is actually Popeye. Oh, no, I, I would not have ever come to that. I, I want to know if he has a, a little corn cob pipe that he walks around with or just loves his spinach. <laughs> Maybe he's always hitting up craft services. Do you have yeah. some extra spinach for me? <laughs> and also, a gug 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 gug. Well, I have you. A gug 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 Oh, good old Popeye jokes. Gotta love them. Yep. <laughs> um, in the second unit uh, department, the Librahead technician is Michael Buxton. What would Michael Buxton's nickname be? Um, Michael Buxton. Uh, Busty? Buster. <laughs> Michael Buster Buxton. Michael, I'm going to go with Super Duper. Michael Super Duper. <laughs> You're not even trying. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to go with Cloner. <laughs> he is. <laughs> The nickname for Michael Buxton is Joe. No, <laughs> no it's see? not. I'm Joe. Michael. Joe. Michael. Joe's Come not a nickname. On. Is it really? Is it like in quotes too? Like it, it is. It is in quotes. Oh man! Would Nick be uh, a fun nickname? <laughs> <laughs> Has anyone ever said that before? <laughs> okay, go ahead. Not worth it. All right, we finally are getting into some juniors. We have three juniors in this minute. We have painter John Danes Jr., painter Michael Weaver Jr., and rigger Dave Weller Jr. And I believe Dave Weller Jr. is working with Dave Weller in the rigging department as well. So at least one oh. of them was. I forgot to write that down. Okay. One of them is working with his dad. Why do we do juniors instead of seconds? Why is that so across the board, just norm normalization? Are there there are there seconds outside of royalty? Well, he's a third. No, I, but I <laughs> I know there are thirds. I'm just saying, in the realm of seconds and juniors, like I mean, Tommy's right. I've never heard someone say the second, like yeah. royalty and and the church, right? Popes, like, and unless stuff. it's like King King Richard the Second or something, or, so or we, yeah, or popes. Popes so maybe and, it's like out of fashion because of that. Maybe, but they also do thirds. Like yeah, huh? I'm like do why aren't you junior junior? <laughs> yeah. Oh God. <laughs> okay you know what as it turns out there oh. are there is there are some rules is there oh really junior is used to distinguish a son with the same name as his father the following conditions apply condition one <laughs> the junior must be the son of the father not the grandson i feel like i could have gotten there yeah number two the name must be exactly the same including the middle name oh really mm -hmm. thomas wesley metz the third I didn't know the middle name was, had to be part of it. Uh, the father. Oh, this is one I never would have gotten to you guys. Can you even guess what the third condition would be? Well, I'm sure Tommy knows it. <laughs> I think I feel like the first two really wrapped it up with a bow. <laughs> yeah, it turns out it turns out there's the third that is very, very important. The father must still be alive. What? Wait, when you name the kid, the the father still has to be alive. So Junior actually becomes senior when the father dies and a third becomes junior. What? That is not accurate. And I don't like how I just said the word accurate. Some, <laughs> some, such as Miss Manners, say that, yes, everyone does move up a notch. No. 
Uh, really? So while others must, others insist that your formal name, including the suffix, does not change, but that's a different discussion. There oh, are Tommy. those are the conditions. I've been. A, are you now a second? Because you said you're late. You're Jeepaw. I'm a junior. Late Jeepaw. You're, you're a, a junior. junior. You're a second. Jeepaw was my other person. Oh, it was Daddy oh, Tom. Okay, Daddy Tom. Everyone had crazy names. So Thomas Wesley Metz the second is actually the first. Your dad. Oh my God. Papa? We just... <laughs> <laughs> I did not expect this level of uh, name scrutiny on this show, but I just learned a thing. That seems insane to me that you would move up like that. Yeah. That seems actually disrespectful to those that have it's, gone by. Yeah, it's so weird that... But yeah. also weirdly like capitalist. Yeah. But they don't do that with, with royalty, though. And see, that's where it gets confusing. Right. But see, like, royalty is... Isn't royalty, or maybe it's different? Because don't they, like, popes are different, because they just, like, take on a name, right? Right. I don't know yeah. how popes work. But, like, Richard but... II, you know, yeah. is always Richard II. He doesn't say, well, now I'm just Richard because my dad's dead. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm just plain old Nick. <laughs> I hate that, and I don't like Miss Manners. And now I hate the idea of manners. <laughs> I think that this is uh, very important for you to learn, because I'm impressed that we've that we've done this to you. You are now junior. I don't want to be junior. I have to change so many credits. I am so excited. I, oh my God, <laughs> can I start, I'm going to start just calling you junior. That's, Is that okay? On no. IMDb. So on IMDb, you're <laughs> so going to, yes, it'll, it'll, it'll constantly now be like Tommy Metz, you know, credited as Tommy Metz the third. <laughs> right. And yes. now it's just, so your credits will continue shrinking and over just your junior. lifetime. <laughs> Just pretty soon it'll just be Tommy Metz. Yeah. What's credited as Tommy Metz Jr.? What's credited as Tommy Metz the third? <laughs> oh my gosh. That's really weird. I don't like it. I'm staying as the third. I'm gonna need you to call your dad and let him know that we've determined some new rules and it's because of Miss Manners. <laughs> yep. That he is now the first. Papa, it's Junior. Can we talk? <laughs> <laughs> I talk to my father like I'm an orphan for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> oh man all right a few other names we have some people going by three names again craft manager gaynor fitzgerald gould gaynor gaynor that's fun that yeah. is an interesting name yeah uh, then in the la unit the utility stunts we have five people mike g mcguire steve de castro tim j white jerry t adams and greg de la riva all in the utility stunts department wow over in Marvel Studios, the physical production executive is David J. Grant, and the creative research manager, Will Corona Pilgrim. Oh. That's a fantastic name. Corona Pilgrim. That's great. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then the Marvel uh, creative committee, Brian Michael Bendis. Yep. Uh, a name that is very familiar. Last but not least, at the special effects house, Double Negative, the VFX coordinator is Aaron Yoon-sung Kim. Okay. And we have some hyphenates, Chris Coverly Gomez. Mm -hmm. Long Cross Construction Nurse Rosie Bedford Stradling. Long Cross. The craft Long Cross. Uh, the Long Cross was one of the locations that we have a few Got different. It. Oh, it sounds uh, construction nurse. Yeah, right, okay. right, right. And then the craft chef Pete Haley Barker and the regular chef James Wells Hunt. And then the second unit standby propman Mark Van McNeil and a double negative the comp sequence supervisor Astrid Busser Casas. Astrid. Astrid. Nice. I've never met an Astrid. Now I have. A How many Astrids are on the crew, Andy? She's the only 
Astrid. The only Astrid. Yeah, the loneliest Astrid in the world. Do you think Astrid took off as a name after the How to Train Your Dragon books and movies came out? Because that was the girl oh. he falls for, right? Well, that's interesting. I don't know. Was it? Baby names website. Let's go look. <laughs> Name. Famous How ladies named after dragons. <laughs> Astrid sounds like an astrological figure or a, like a, a woman warrior. You know what's interesting? That's my wife's D&D name, Astrid. Really? Is yeah. it really? Yep. I wonder if I knew that secondhand from being I think you did know that because you were a guest. Right. You're a guest, special guest star on our show. Oh, hey, Sloopy? I don't remember <laughs> sure. name. Sloop Dog? I was like an old guy. Yeah. Um, all I know all is right. he comes in and he uh, he gives everybody 5,000 experience. <laughs> and that <laughs> made Kurt so mad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <don't know> that. <laughs> that's hilarious. All right. Well, that's it uh, with our credits today. We're getting to the point where we're hitting a bunch of VFX uh, names and we're going to start seeing... Uh, just wall-to-wall names mm-hmm. coming next week. But we're not quite there. We will be soon. Um, but that's everything. So, Tommy, one question that we do like to ask our guests, and it would be really funny with you in particular because you've only seen half of this film. Do you have Do you have a favorite Captain America moment? Yeah, yes. Um, oh, okay. In what I saw, hold on, hold on, hold on. And it doesn't have to be from this movie. It can be in all of the comics you've read or podcasts about Captain America. All the role playing is capped that you've done. I think the delivery and the braveness of writing the fondue line. Did you fondue? Whatever he says. I thought that was really interesting because it wasn't it was funny, but it's also weird. He delivered it really well. And for a script to have a second for something so weird in it when usually everything's blowing up and there's like this, that, that sort of sets, that's sort of an emblematic of what sets Marvel apart and the kind of thing that maybe DC doesn't understand is it Mm -hmm. needs human people doing human weird things and awkwardness instead of just the Zack Snyder doom and gloom kind of a thing. So is that a weird one to pick? I'm going to pick that. That's a great one. To it's pick. a great it. one. And nobody has picked it yet. And nobody's picked That's it. Right. Yeah. Yep. Oh, I also like week. how he just gave himself the name Captain America when he was standing <laughs> on the prison. Like, who are you? Captain America. Like, he just throws it off. I thought that was really funny. Yeah, I like that. I think Chris Evans is so charming. Is he? He's the world's sexiest man right now, right? Yeah, right now. I think he is just incredible. At time charming. of production. Yep. At time of production. Man, that guy can pull off a good cable net, too. Am I he right? He can pull Oh. How long does that last? Is that a year long? Yes. Uh, title. <laughs> I I think it is, and then he has to take on the moniker Chris Evans the <laughs> second. Right. He's the <laughs> he's else. the ex sex. Somebody else takes over. Yeah. 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 Sexiest so junior. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's what happens. It's when you take it. You take on some other sexy man's name. Right. <laughs> when you so take on would, the mantle. Who would he be? Who was sexiest man last year? I don't know. I'm sure he would be Robert Redford the second. Robert was Redford it, has to have been Was it there Brad somewhere. Pitt? Now I want to know who's all the Oh, yeah. He could have been a Brad Pitt. 2020, 2022 is Chris Evans. 2021, um, Paul Rudd. Oh, that's fun. So that's perfect. So Good he's Ant-Man Paul. Jr. Ant-Man Jr. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know who the first one was in 85? Mel Gibson. That aged well. Is that when it started? Ooh. <laughs> oh, wow. How times change. Yeah. Yep. Things are times going great. Change. Yep. Nick Nolte. 
interesting. It's interesting to look at the, I, I don't know why this is where, yeah. this is how these things go. Next up after Mel Gibson was Mark Harmon. Huh. Oh, Harry Hamlin. Mark Harmon. Harry Hamlin, yeah. good, hunky. Then uh, John F. Kennedy Jr. Probably, come Sean on. Sean Connery at the age of 59. Hmm. Sexiest man in 1989. Wait, stop looking. I have a trivia question. Mm-hmm. Okay. What one actor has been named sexiest man alive more than once? George Clooney. No, George Clooney has only been named once. Nope, you're right. Twice. (laughs) (laughs) There's actually a couple of people that have been twice. (laughs) I really have to remember his name. I was going to say Tom Cruise. (laughs) I desperately have to continue scrolling before I start screaming out facts. (laughs) It looks like both George Clooney and Brad Pitt, at least. And I I was going to say Tom Tom Cruise has to be on there, right? Bobcat Goldthwait. Tom Cruise is on there. Um, (laughs) Goldthwait. Adam Levine, hard pass. <laughs> this is okay. So Tom Cruise, Patrick Swayze, then Nick Nolte. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, but that must have been because like bonfire. It was not, the year. It, it was right when he did <laughs> down Prince down of Beverly Hills. Cape Fear. Real <laughs> counter programming. <laughs> <laughs> that's when we were doing Homeless Chic. Yeah, that was yeah. that's right. Uh, then Richard Gere, Brad Pitt, yep. uh, Denzel, like it. Yep. Yep. George Clooney, yep. 1997. Harrison Ford. It took until 1998 for wow. him to be sexy enough to get the moniker. Then Richard Gere, the second time. Actually, okay. no. In 1993, it was as the sexiest couple. They didn't give it to him as a single person. It was him and Cindy Crawford, sexiest couple alive. What's that about? He didn't. I don't know. He didn't get a solo cover up. until 1999. Then Brad Pitt again. Pierce Brosnan, because of all the Bond movies. Yep. Mm-hmm. Then Ben Affleck, right around the time that he fell apart with you. Tom. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Cigarette Magoo. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Johnny Depp, uh, Jude Law. Okay. Uh, yeah. Matthew McConaughey, George Classy Clooney guy. again. Matt Damon, Hugh Jackman, Johnny Depp again. Ryan Reynolds, uh, Bradley Cooper. And then uh, Channing Tatum. Yep. Oh, Adam Levine. Interesting. The first music star to be named gross fascinating that is, then chris uh, hemsworth <laughs> then david beckham the first pro athlete we can't argue with that uh, he should have been every year <laughs> <laughs> then you have dwayne the rock johnson in 2016 then you got blake shelton so two vo- no. two judges from the voice have yep. now been up there <laughs> uh, <laughs> idris elba john legend mm-hmm. uh, michael b jordan yeah then paul sure. rudd and now mm-hmm. Chris Evans. Wow. Next year. It's, a, it's about 10 years too late for Chris Evans. Fingers crossed. <laughs> uh-huh. Pete, uh-huh. we're getting you on that cover. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's right. Is there a lobbying effort that yeah. I can you, undertake? Sexiest podcaster. We Tommy and I submitted, <laughs> submitted, submitted right in candidacy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I got I got a few bucks to throw around. If I mean, I'm not saying I'm going to bribe people, but I got 50 bucks here. But <laughs> But I just might. Has my sexy name written all over it. <laughs> That's right. Literally, you wrote it all over the I did write. Pete Wright is sexy. Pete Wright is sexy. Pete Wright is sexy. Pete Wright is sexy. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's wrap this week up. It's been a lot of fun chatting with you, Tommy. Thank you so much for joining us to talk about names on black over the course of the week. This has been <laughs> wonderful. I want this weird tradition to, to keep going because it's so <laughs> absurd to do the minutes. Credits. It feels right in my words. 
Like if you didn't do this, I, we would have to invent it. So thank you. This is, the, this is as close as we come on the whole network as perf- uh, 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 to performance art. Like yes. it really is podcast performance art. Yes, this is abstract something. <laughs> thank you both for having me. And it's always a pleasure. You guys are the best. Oh, we had a blast. Uh, remind everyone one last time. It's to Tubi, track down everybody. It's just to Tubi. It out. <laughs> just go to Tubi and press play and just swim in it. <laughs> You'll pop up eventually. eventually. Yeah. Oh, we had a great time this week. Uh, we'll be back next week for our last and final week of Captain America, the first Avenger. Uh, finishing it up with five uh, episodes next week and another guest that we'll have for the week. So looking forward to that. So we'll be back then. Pete, thanks as always. That's Pete Wright, the first Sexiest <laughs> Men Alive candidate 2024. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time, true believers. Marvel Movie Minute is a production of True Story FM. Engineering by Andy Nelson. This season's music is Spread the News by Anthony Vega, and this season's show art is by Winston Yabo. Find the show at truestory.fm, and if your podcast app allows ratings and reviews, consider doing that for this show.